Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas today. Yoredea Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Avoida Selilim, Halacha Beis, from the beginning. We dedicate the learning today, Li'ilu Nishmas, Tovya Rabbi Yisrael Yitzchok, Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Basi Tamar, and also to wish a happy birthday to a very close friend from America, Ami Ben Chai Ben Yehudis Gila, the Zohar Kodesh says that on a person's birthday, their mazel shines. Because we find that in the Torah, it tells us that Paroi made a birthday party. The Zohar Kodesh says, we need to know that Paroi had a birthday party. It's a lesson to us to know that on a person's birthday, their mazel shines. It should shine for the birthday boy and all the family and, and, and friends. We should be zeichet to all the Yeshuas that we need. And also, we dedicate the learning for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Avram David Ben Chana, Hindachasa Bas Chana, Miriam Esther Bas Sorigitl, Yuspehendel Bas Gitleya, Sorochel Bas Yuspendel, Abibelana Bas Yuspendel, Rus Alexandra Esther Chaya Bas Luna Patricia, Mazel Bas Zahava, Leirena Bas Aviva Chaya, Jonas Ben Hilda, Shira Dvoira Bas Miriam, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Shimon Zvulun ben Soraleya, Yosef Avram Eliezer Nisim ben Pesia, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Tuv Yitzvi ben Chayaliza, Levi Elimelech ben Rocheludl, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisrael. We have a very powerful halacha that we're going to be learning now. Based on a chapter on Likut Amran, a famous chapter will siege. The, the Shulchan Aruch says first, Elil Shalakum Nesar Miyad. On Avidazora that's made by a non-Jew, the moment he makes it, it becomes forbidden. Vishal Yisroel, whereas an Avidazora that's made by a Jew, an idol that's made by a Jew, Eina Asura Ad It does not become treif, it doesn't become forbidden until he actually worships it. That's regarding making it. But as far as nullifying it, the opposite rule takes, takes effect. An idol that was made by a Jew is stricter, has stricter laws than an avodah made by a non-Jew. An idol made by a non-Jew, the non-Jew can decide that he doesn't believe it anymore, it's nothing, and it, you could be a, a Jew would be allowed to use that object. Vishal Yisroel, whereas an idol made by a Jew, Einla Bitul Oilomis, can never be nullified. It remains trafe, even if the Jew decides he doesn't believe in it, it still remains forbidden. Now, Rav Nosan Zaleh, another halacha regarding Avoidazoro, Regarding all other sins in the Torah, it's better to commit, if a person is given a choice, either you commit this sin or I'll kill you, better to commit the sin and not to allow oneself to be killed, except for the three exceptions. Whereas if the goy is trying to get him to convert, 
or ubishas hagzera during a time when the goyim issue a decree that Jews are not allowed to keep Shabbos anymore, something like that. Even to change one's shoelaces to follow the, 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 the way of the Goyim, a person should allow himself to be killed rather than to make that change. Rav Nosenzal says now, Rav writes in the second half of Likut Imran, chapter 78, in the chapter in Likut Imran, which begins, where Rabbi Nisal begins speaking about certain times when even the greatest tzaddik is conducting himself as a regular, simple person. Rabbi Nisal explains over there, during those times when even the greatest tzaddik or Talmud Chacham has to take a break from learning Torah. He has to eat. He has to relieve himself. He has to... Or all of those people who are so simple, they cannot learn Torah. They don't know any Torah at all. So how do they exist? If the Torah is called the life of the world, it's a tree of life, so the minute a person stops breathing, they're dead. So the moment a Talmud Chacham stops learning Torah, he should stop to exist. Or those people who aren't learning at all, on what are they existing on? Kula mekablem chius All of those people who are not learning Torah are drawing life and energy from the great Ish Poshut, from the Tzaddik, who sometimes becomes ish poshut. Sometimes he behaves like a simple, simple person, and then they're receiving Torah, they're receiving life, min ha-Torah from the hidden Torah. And Rav Nosanzal is going to explain what this refers to. Shehu bechinas matnas chinam, which is similar in concept to the treasury of free gifts that Hashem has in Shemayim. Hashem has a treasury for those who can't buy. They don't have any merits. They don't have any mitzvahs to use to be able to buy Hashem's kindness. So Hashem has a place where it's free, free of charge. Mat oitzar mat naschinam. Shehu bechinas kiyum ha'olam koidamatan Torah. And this also explains how the world was able to exist for 26 generations before the Torah was given officially to the world. Up until the time the Torah was officially given, <coughs> the Torah was hidden in all the ordinary things that people do in the world, how people go about their life, eating, drinking, sleeping, planting, harvesting. The Torah was hidden in those things. What, how is that possible? Ki hakoil nivro because we know the Gemara tells us that Hashem created everything with ten statements of creation. In those ten statements of creation is hidden the entire Torah, which is included in the Ten Commandments. How can you say such a thing? 
one of the explanations that's given is that if you'll count the number of letters in the Aseret Sadibros, you'll see there are 620 letters exactly in the Aseret Sadibros, corresponding to the 613 mitzvahs to Eraisa and the seven mitzvahs to Rabbonim. So the Aseret Sadibros are representative of the entire Taryag mitzvahs. And the Aseret Sadibros are hidden in the Asura Mamoros. These ten commandments are hidden in those ten statements of creation which Hashem used to create the world. Which are hidden in everything in the world. Everything in the world has letters in it. It has part of those ten statements of creation. Yesh Torah Behelem. So this tells us that everything in the world has Torah inside of it in hidden form. Ubaes bitula shel Torah shemuchrochem lefamim, and therefore during those times that people have to take a break from Torah, which person has to do at certain times, oz mechayin atzmon mehatorah haneelemes. During those times, we draw life from this backup generator. Just like a person has a building that has electricity in it that provides all the electric for everything in there. That goes down. What happens? There's a backup generator that's able to sustain everything until you're able to bring up the, the, the regular generator. The alkane, and therefore, Rav Zal says, Al-Kol Regarding all other sins in the Torah, it's better that a person should commit the sin rather than to allow themselves to be killed. Zehu Bechinas, this is similar in concept to what the Gemara says, Bitula Shel Torah Zehu Kiyuma, that sometimes taking a break from Torah is what will ensure the permanent existence of the Torah. You have a person who's a Rosh Yeshiva, a big Talmud Chacham, who gives shiurim every day, and his students depend on him to receive Torah. And this Rosh Yeshiva says, excuse me, I'm going to be leaving for 10 days. I'm going to make a fundraising trip to collect money. What are you, crazy? You're going to stop giving Yeshiva? The answer is, that's not Bittel Torah, that's Kiyum HaTorah. If I succeed in raising the money that I need, the yeshiva will be able to continue functioning for another six months, for another year. Like the Gemara says in Shabbos, regarding the laws of Shabbos, and if a person is very, very sick, and, and we, need, we need to provide medicine for them or something, and it's going to require chil Shabbos, desecrating the Shabbos, the Gemara says, do it, definitely. Better to desecrate one Shabbos rather than have this person die and he'll be desecrating, he won't keep all, a, a thousand Shabbos. We know the entire world was created for the sake of the Jewish people. As it says in the Medrash, Bereshis bara elokim. Bereshis, because of Rashis, Hashem created heaven and earth. What's Rashis? Bishvil Yisroel shenikru Rashis. Um, because of Klal Yisroel, who are called Rashis. There's a pasuk 
Kodesh Yisroel Hashem Reishis Tevuasoi. The Jews are called Hashem's first Tevua. V'chol ho'asorom amore sheboilom, shebohem nevroilom, and all of these ten statements of creation, which Hashem used to create the world, hakol choyo bishvil Yisroel. It was all especially for the sake of Klal Yisroel, k'day sheyekablu Yisroel es in order that the Jews should be zoichet to receive the Torah, shehi klula baseres hadibrois, which is included in the Ten Commandments. K'moishom Rabbi as the Gemara says in Shabbos, al hei dahashishi. When the Gemara explains why, when it comes to the other days of creation, it says yoyim echad, yoyim sheni, yoyim shlishi. When it comes to the sixth day of creation, it says yoyim hashishi vayachulu hashemayim. The Gemara says. Kulam tluyim vaoimdim adyoyim hashishi besivon shekiblu Yisrael esatoyra. All the days of creation and everything in creation was hanging, was waiting for the sixth day of Sivan, not the sixth day of creation, <clears throat> the sixth day of Sivan, when Klal Yisrael would receive the Torah. That's when the creation of the world was really completed. Nimsa, we conclude therefore, She Yisroel heim hachius v'haneshoma shel kol ha'olom ha'eskulam. The Jewish nation is the life and the soul of all of the worlds, not just this world. The angels, everything else, Kaviochel is like window dressing compared to the Iker. The most important thing is Klal Yisroel, by receiving the Torah. Because the Zohar Kodesh says, Hashem, the Torah, and the Jewish people are one. Because the Jewish people are the Torah. They themselves are the Torah. The Ten Commandments, the Ten Statements of Creation, which are all included in Bereshis, Shehu Bechinas Yisroel Shenikurashis. We know that that first one of the Ten Statements of Creation, which is Bereshis, Bereshis Berlekim, includes in it all Ten Statements. And we said that Bereshis is Klal Yisroel. Now we know, interestingly, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be reading Parshas Nitzavim. Parshas Nitzavim begins, Atem Nitzavim Hayoim Kulchem Lefnei Hashem Alekechem. Moshe Rabbeinu is addressing Klal Yisrael, and he says, you are all here standing in front of Hashem. And he lists ten categories. If you'll take a look, Roshechem, Shivtechem, Ziknechem, Kolish Yisrael. Tapchem, Neshechem, etc., etc., ten categories. And the Zohar Kodesh says, these are the ten divisions that make up Klal Yisrael. From top to bottom, Roshechem is the top, and then Mechoite Veitzecho, Ad Shoyev Memecha, the water carriers, which, which were the Givoinim who converted not really, with, not with, with real sincerity. So Klal Yisrael, from top to bottom, is ten categories, <coughs> Corresponding to the Aseris Adibrois, corresponding to the Asorum Amores. The Chol Habria Choiso Bishvil Yisroel. The entire creation was for the sake of the Jewish people, Shehem Haneshoma Shokol Hoilam, who are the soul of the entire world, 
כדי שיכירו ישראל אויסו יסבורך, and what was the purpose of all of this? That we should achieve recognition of Hashem על ידי כל הדבורים שבוילם, through everything in the world. By interacting with everything in the world, we look at a tree, wow, Hashem. We, make a, we want to eat something, בורך אתו השם על כן המלך אוילם. ויזדבקו בו יסבורך לאוילם. That we should achieve recognition of Hashem and attach ourselves to Hashem permanently. As the Zohar Kodesh says in three words, what was the purpose of creation? Begin the Yishtemoido in lay, in order that we should get to know about Hashem. We should get to achieve recognition of Hashem. Hashem created the world with two, a body and a soul. Choymer v'tzura. Matter, choymer is matter. Tzura is where it takes shape and form. V'kavonosoi hoyo l'hachmiya ha'guf v'gabi ha'nefesh. And Hashem's intention in the whole creation was that the body should become subservient to the soul. Ki zeh ikar avoidoseinu. That's our main avoidah. That's our main mission in life. Ukim... Just like on individual level, each and every single one of us has to work <coughs> to, to make Seder inside of ourselves, that the body should be completely subservient to the soul. The body should take all of its instructions from the neshama. Not that the body says, I want to eat a... You want nothing. I'll tell you when you can eat, when you're not ready. It's before davening. Don't eat. It's, after, it's a fast day. Don't eat. It's a Shabbos. Make sure you eat. A person has to try to get to a level where everything that the body is doing is only for the sake of the soul. The body is in total service of the soul. To fulfill the will of Hashem. That's what the soul really wants. The word nefesh in Hebrew means rotsain, desire. Remember you have that posuk in the beginning of Parshas Chayisora where it says, Im yesh es nafshechem mesi. If you want to allow me to bury my wife, nefesh means rotsain. The nefesh is wall-to-wall rotsain, desire. What's the desire? Hashem. That's my desire. I want Hashem. I want to serve Hashem. I want to please Hashem. So just like we have this relationship between the body and soul, so too on a global level regarding the entire world. The holy Jewish nation is the soul of the entire world. And all of the nations in the, of the world and everything else created in the world is all the body. They're like the body. <coughs> And therefore, all of these other nations and everything in the world is supposed to be subservient 
to the nefesh and the neshama, Shehem Yisrael, which is the Jewish people, Velasois Ritzoinam, and to do the will of the Jewish people. Ki Lahem Shum Kiyum Vechius Belo Yisrael. Because nothing else in the world has any existence without Klal Yisrael. Just like the body cannot exist without the neshama. The minute Hashem pulls out the battery, the neshama, the body is dead. Because the entire purpose of all of creation on all levels, on a global level and on a detail level is... We're trying always to, to identify what's the chaymer and what's the tzura. That the chaymer is the matter, the body, which has to become subservient to the neshama. Lehafshit kol dovar migash miyusay to strip everything in this world from its gashmius, from its physicality. Lafoich mi chaymer litzura. And to convert, to take chaymer and make it into tzura. Miguf Lenefesh, to elevate the body, to make its soul. By making the body subservient to the soul, the body becomes part of a soul. Just like when we talk about a Kohen being allowed to eat Truma, the Kohen can eat Truma, his wife, who's not a Kohenist, she was born of Yisra, she can eat Truma, his dog can eat Truma. What kind of thing is that? His neighbor, who's a Rosh Yeshiva, who's a tzak, cannot eat truma. If he eats truma, it's chayv misa And the koyin's cat can eat truma. What it, the answer is, because the cat is part of the koyin, becomes bottle to the koyin. Kedei sheyale v'yikolel In order that the person should rise and become plugged into and deeply attached to its source, which is Hashem. V'yoshuv l'mekor and to return to the place from which we were originally carved out, which means the Kisya Kovoid. The place where we resided before creation, pre-creation. That's our tachlis, to get back up there. And how do we get up there? By fulfilling our mission in this world. What's our mission in this world? Our mission is to know that there's guf and neshama. And our mission is to make the guf completely subservient to the neshama so that the guf becomes neshama. This is our main focus in this world. And this defines what the entire Torah and mitzvahs is really all about. Because Kaviochel, Hashem understood with his great wisdom, that by performing these mitzvahs, tzitzis, tefillin, lighting candles, these mitzvahs are going to enable us to achieve recognition of Hashem. And it's for this reason that all of the mitzvahs have to be performed through speech and action, specifically. We must perform the mitzvahs physically. We have to do it. 
because this is what Hashem understood with Hashem's infinite wisdom, that by performing these physical mitzvahs, building the sukkah, sitting inside this little hut with a schachanta, that can enable us to achieve dveikus, a deep connection to Hashem, which means to nullify the physicality of our body, which is referred to as Asiya, the lowest level, and in addition to nullify the physicality, the materialism, the materialism of the whole world, Everything becomes purified through our performing our mitzvahs. And through this, all of the physical matter will become purified to the point where the choymer will become tsura, both on a general level and on a detail level, so that everything in the world will rise up and get plugged into its source, its original source. And again, in a, reframing this, saying it in other words, what it's really all about for us, for Klal Yisrael, is to achieve recognition and understanding of Hashem, Shezehu Tachlis Shokol Habriakula. That's the ultimate purpose of the whole creation. As the Zohar Kodesh says, begin the Ishtemoido and lay. That that's really why Hashem made the whole creation, so that we should be Zohar to achieve understanding and recognition of Hashem. Vialkain, and therefore, Emuna, who Yesoid Kola Torakula. Emuna is the foundation of the entire Torah. As the Gemara says in Makis, Bo Chavakuk Alachas. Chavakuk came along and showed us what the, what the one single foundation of the whole Yiddishkeit is. Vitzadik Be'emunoso Yechia. A tzadik lives with his Emuna. Period. Because this is the ultimate purpose of the whole creation, to be zeichet to achieve faith. What does that mean specifically? To believe that Hashem created everything with ten statements of creation. And Hashem is the one who gives life to everything. Through this that we believe that everything in the world exists only from Hashem, it draws its life only from Hashem. Through this we elevate and lift up everything to Hashem. That's how we connect everything to Hashem. So now make up your mind, which is it? A minute before, we said it's all about on this recognition of Hashem. Lodases Hashem. And now we're saying it's, it's Emuna. Which is it? It's both. It's both. Rav Nosson is not contradicting himself. He's telling us that Yiddishkeit is based on two things. 
the sun, just like when Hashem turned on the lights of the world, there were two lanterns, the sun and the moon, Torah and Tefillah, Das, Chachma, and Malchus. And we're going to see soon, Ish and Isha, the, that base of Bereshis that tells us it's these two things, Emuna and Das. Ve'erastichli be'emuna v'yodates Hashem. And based on this introduction, V'alkein, paragraph Gimel, V'alkein ein shum dovor oimei b'fnei pikuach nefesh b'Yisrael. This will explain why there's nothing that takes preference over the life of a Jew. Chutz mishloi shanal, other than those three averos, avedezor gilash v'chastomim. Ki kol nefesh b'Yisrael hu b'chinas klolius ha-Torah. Because every single individual Jew represents the entire Torah. Ki kol nefesh m'Yisrael kol miramach evorim u'shesagidim. Because every single person is made up of 248 organs and 365 tendons. Shehim b'chinas klal kol ha-Torah kula, which represents the entire Torah, which is ramach mitzvah saseh u'shesla mitzvah loy saseh. 248 positive commandments, 365 negative commandments. And therefore, the longer that a Jew lives in this world, every additional minute that a Jew is living in this world, it's strengthening the soul over the body. Hatsura al hachoimer. Ki Yisrael himbechinas nefesh vetsura connected koloyim kanal. Because as we said before, the Jewish nation is the soul of the world. So the more the Jewish nation is living, every single individual's Jew is living, he's pumping energy into the neshama of the world. V'alkein bevadai nidchin kol hamitzvois bifnei pikuach nefesh mi Yisrael. And therefore, of course, any all individual mitzvahs of the Torah get pushed aside in order to, for a Jew to be able to live. Ki kol mitzvah mitzvah prat echad. Because each and every single mitzvah is one detail. It's one of the 613 pieces. Shekafi oisa mitzvah protis nichlal it's through each and every individual mitzvah, a certain piece, a individual piece of the world is plugging into its source. Aval nefesh Israel, but a Jew who klolius, he's the total, pays the whole picture. Shekoyel kola Torah kula, every, a Jew is koil of the entire Torah. Each and every individual Jew is the nefesh, the soul of the entire world. There's a pasuk zois hatoyra adam, zois hatoyra adam kiyomus boil. But the mafurshim point zois This is the Torah adam man. A human being is the Torah, is a sefer Torah. We know the Gemara says about a Talmud Chacham, how silly are those people who stand up for a sefer Torah and they don't stand up for a Talmud Chacham. Which means a Talmud Chacham is not just a sefer Torah, he's more than a sefer Torah. He's sefer Torah plus, in a sense. However, all of this is true only 
when the Jew has serious proper faith in Hashem, meaning that the powers of idol worship and atheism don't overpower the person. Because so long as a person still believes in Hashem fully, even though the person sometimes has to violate a mitzvah in order to stay alive, they have to be to give this person a transfusion or to give him med- med- an op- to operate on the person, whatever it is. The person is still connected to Hashem through their emuna. That's still a solid connection. And the person is able to draw life and energy from the hidden Torah. From the revealed Torah, he's not drawing energy because he's breaking the Torah. He's violating Shabbos. He's violating something. But he's connecting to that backup generator, the, reveal, the hidden Torah. Which is what sustained the world before the Torah was given. This is what the Gemara tells us, that sometimes by nullifying the Torah, we, that, that will ensure Kiyuma Torah. By breaking this Shabbos, will ensure that this person will be able to keep many more Shabbos. Vazai, and then, Kolzman Shoemuna Vishlemus, Doiche Nefesh Mi Israel, Shar Kolamitzois, Mepepikoach Nefesh. And therefore, so long as the faith is solid, the Amuna is solid, one soul of a Jew can push aside all the other mitzvahs of the Torah in order to keep that Jew alive. Ki Nefesh Mi Israel, who Biatzmoi Bechinas Nefesh, Keneget Kol Hoylam. Because a Jewish soul is like the battery of the entire world. And an individual Jew has the ability to elevate the entire world through that person's emuna alone. By the person believing that Hashem created everything with ten statements, because in those ten statements is hidden the entire Torah. And that's what sustains the world when the Torah is not being kept, before Matan Torah. But when the non-Jews want to force a Jew to worship idols, and to give up their faith in Hashem totally, then the person must allow themselves to be killed rather than to, to go against their emuna completely. Because the moment a person gives up their faith, that person has unplugged themselves from the source of life. The person has uprooted themselves from their roots, from their source completely, 
And that person is destroying the entire world. And everything inside of it, which are all wired to that individual Jew. They're all plugged into every single individual Jew. Now, here just to pause for a moment, there's a place in the Torah where it gives a count of the number of Yidin. And the count there is 603,550. You'll take a look in Chumishmoy, so Bamidbar, one of the places where they count Yidin, it's 603,550. And the Medrash says that, again, it's 6 plus 3 plus 5 plus 5. It's 613. 6 plus 355. 355 is 13. Showing that Klaus Royal is Tarya, Klal Yisrael, and the Torah and Hashem are one. Like the Zohar Kodesh said, Kutshebrichu v'Yisrael v'Yisrael That's on a global level. The, the Zohar Kodesh and all the Swarm tell us, but also every single individual Jew is a microcosm of the entire Torah. Every single person has 613 parts in their body, showing that every single person is, a, is, the, is the entire Torah. So it's on both levels. So chas v'shalom, a person gives up their emuna, they're unplugging themselves completely from the source of life, and they're, they're destroying the world, the entire world. Ki kulam tzrichem Because everything needs to draw life from that individual Jew. And to be elevated and plugged into their source through him. Every single Jew has the ability to elevate everything in the world through their emuna in Hashem. That Hashem created everything with these ten statements of creation. And when a Jew has v'shon, messes up in emuna, nekar legamri me'ashem isporach. They're detaching themselves completely from Hashem. Mishoyosh chiyusay, from their source of life. Mibichinas nefesh, from the soul. Ubevadai ein tzrichin oisoyoy boilom klal. Said, and we don't, we don't need that person anymore in the world. They're not, it's a dead battery. It's a battery that died. That's not providing any function at all. Because not only is this person no longer adding positive energy to the world, but just the opposite. The person is destroying completely the world by going against faith in Hashem. Shezehu Iker Hachius Vahanefesh Vahaneshoma Vahakium Shilkola and Kuloi. That emuna is the life and the soul and the existence of the entire world. Kamashikosov as it's who says it's a Pasuk. Kamashikosov Vikol Maasehu Be Emuna. All of Hashem's creations with Emuna. Everything that Hashem created is its battery, its source of chius is emuna. So that's Avoidizora. Now we move on to the next thing, Gilu Arayas. And Rav Nosan is going to give a, a beautiful, clear, deep explanation on this topic of Tikana Bris and Pigama Bris, which Rav Nosan does in several places throughout Likutai to give us an idea why this is so big.
ויאלקין פרוויף ה' ויאלקין אביפור בשביל גילוי הרעיוס גם כן יהורי ואליאבו If, if they want to force a Jew to commit the sin of Gilui Arayas, to have illegal relations, also better to die than to do it. Because body and soul, which correspond to the Jewish nation versus the non-Jews, which also corresponds to the entire creation. The entire creation is referred to as body compared to before creation, which is Hashem, which is the chiyas of everything. Zebechinas ish ve'isha also corresponds to man and woman. Ki ish ve'isha heimbechinas guf uneshama choymer v'tzura kamuva because as the Zohar HaKadosh explains, man and woman represent body and soul, matter and format. V'alkein, and therefore, Shmira Sabris, who yesoid kol kula, a person maintaining purity, a pure kosher relationship between men and women, is a foundation of the entire Torah. One minute, you said before the Remunas, if I make up your mind, which is it? It's both. When Rav Nosan Zal talks, and again, both, it's not a contradiction, it's a hundred percent, this is the side, this is the aside that everything depends on, and that's the aside, that, yes, that's also the aside that everything depends on. V'alkein v'kizeh iker klal kol because as we said earlier, the purpose of the whole Torah, the purpose of the whole creation is to realize that there are these two, there's body and soul, there's choymer and tzura, and our mission is always to be machmia the choymer to the tzura. I mentioned, I mentioned, I believe in the past several times, that at the bar mitzvah of Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Elazar, the son of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoyzal, they made a suda, as you're supposed to. A bar mitzvah is an incredible simcha. And at the suda, Rabbi Shimar, they said, Torah, incredible, deep Torah. And then Rabbi Shimar Yechoyzal said, this is... And they, they explained that it's at the bar mitzvah, when the person receives the Yetzir Toiv, incredible light, incredible holiness. But then Rabbi Shimon said, this is almost complete. This is almost a complete simcha. Missing one thing, a wife. That's the real Shlemus. <clears throat> so Rabbi Yossi ben Lukunya raised his hand and he said, I got a great idea. I got a daughter, you know. And sure enough, they arranged that, that, that they combined the bar mitzvah and the wedding. The caterer was willing to just <laughs> add a couple, of, <clears throat> a couple of spoons, a couple of forks. <clears throat> and, and then Rabbi Yossi ben Lukunya said to his daughter, Lechi umati esatzmech. Go and humble yourself. Shrink yourself <clears throat> to... To your husband. He used the terminology, the same terminology that Hashem used when he said to the moon, when originally Hashem created the sun and the moon equal, and then the moon complained, and the bottom line Hashem said to the moon, <clears throat> go and make yourself subservient to the sun. So Rabbi Yisrael Kunya said this to his daughter, go and become the wife of Rabbi Elazar. Where again, he, be, he, is the, he is the tzura, you are the chaymer. He's the nefesh, you are, the, <coughs> you are the, the guf. Now, does this mean that every husband, 
It means that that's the norm. That's the way it's supposed to be. If a husband learns Torah properly the way he's supposed to, then generally a husband is supposed to and expected to know more than the wife. It's not always the case. There are exceptions to this. In some cases, the husband didn't have the opportunity, for whatever reason, to go to yeshiva or whatever it is. And there are cases where the wife might know things that the husband doesn't. Or even if he does know more, there are certain cases where a wife can add something. There's a concept of eshes chayel ateres bala. There's a pasuk that a true woman of valor is the crown on her husband's head. A crown means above, above. But on a general level, there's a certain norm that we need to know. The norm is what Rav Nosson is defining here. That the Zohar Kodesh makes it clear that the husband is the sun, the wife is the moon. The husband is, the wife is the chomer, the husband is the tzura. The wife is the guf. The husband is, is the, the neshama. V'yalkein, pegama bris, hu pegama ho'emuna. And it's for this reason that chas v'shom, when there are sins in this area, in the connection between men and women, it's also considered to be a pegam in faith. K'muva de Rabbeinazal come upon him, as Rabbeinazal speaks about this in several places. K'moshikosav b'zoyar kodesh al pegama bris, and as we find the zoyar kodesh, when referring to Begama Bris, <coughs> the Zohar Kodesh says that Rabbi Shimon and his students were once walking, and there were a group of women walking in front of them. And Rabbi Shimon was concerned if the woman is in front, and if the person is looking straight ahead, they're going to be looking at women. So Rabbi Shimon said, let's hurry up and let's go in front of them, because the Pasuk says, Al tifnu el huelilin, don't, don't turn to idols. Imagine if somebody said, They'd lock him up in prison, they'd throw away the key. If a person said this and it was misunderstood, he's calling women idols? Chas v'shalom. Rabbi Shema he's calling pigama bris, idol worship. He's saying if a person looks at the wrong woman, or if a person looks when he's not supposed to, <clears throat> because when a person looks at another woman, when a person turns to another woman, He's drawing the life of all of the souls and tearing it out of its source and he's making the the nefesh subservient to the choymer, to the matter. He's making the body become stronger than the soul. This is the destruction of all the worlds. When the body, when the physical matter gets detached from its source, from its battery, from the nefesh, from the spiritual. <coughs> we'll just do a little bit more. Kitipas hazivug nimsheches mimekor hachayim. Because the droplet which represents the union between husband and wife, between male and female, that comes from the source of all life. That comes from a very high spiritual place. We know that within the body, it originates from the brain, from the mind, from Chochmah, from Chaim. Ha-Chochmah techaye ba'aleho. Utsrichin sheyum shach rak bigdushu betahara. And therefore, we have to see to it that this droplet... <coughs> should be drawn only with holiness and purity, b'minoi, 
into its proper source, Alpin Mitzvah following all the requirements of the Torah, Bishvil Kiyum Ha'olam, in order to perpetuate the existence of the world, in order to bring children into the world, Kedesh Yisrabu Yisroel Ba'olam, in order to bring good, healthy Jewish children into the world. The, the world should be filled with more good, healthy Jewish children. Because the more good, observant Jews there are in the world, the presence of Hashem becomes revealed more in the world. And it strengthens the soul over the body. Because again, the Jewish nation is the soul of the world. And through this, the world and everything in it becomes better connected to its source, which is Hashem. However, on the opposite side, when a man turns away from his own wife, when a person turns to something forbidden, it causes the exact opposite. He's tearing out the, the life of all the souls, the life of the world, from its source. He's causing the body to overpower the soul. That's the destruction of the world. And he's, he's damaging actual faith in Hashem, Shehu Mekor HaChayim, which we saw earlier, is the source of all life. Now listen to this next line. Ki It's impossible for a person to really believe in Hashem properly if the person is considered... Com- if the person is committing sins in Pigama Bris, ki emuna tluya b'shmira sabris, because emuna is dependent on shmira sabris, kimavur b'makamachar. As Rabbein Ezel points this out in the first part of Likud Imran, chapter thirty-one, we mentioned this earlier. There's a pasuk, ubrisi neemenes loy, that bris and emuna go together. Bris is yesoid, emuna is malchus. Those two are wired together can't have one without the other. We'll hold it over here for now. Any questions, please, before we close? Good morning. Yes. Um, a friend of mine came back from Portugal and he's telling me about the Moranos. Um, how, how do we understand what happened there in, re- in light of what we're, turning, what, what we're referring to here? The, the answer is that this is a big discussion among the Poiskim, among leading, leading Tzadikim, because remember, this is a chapter in Shulchan Aruch. There are many, many details saying exactly when and how and what a person is supposed to do in these situations. When a person is supposed to allow themselves to be killed, when not, and who and how. There's a lot of details that a person has to know about this. Now, there's a story in Sipurim Isis. One of the stories in the Sipurim Isis an incredible, a short, very powerful story, very related to your question. It's called the story Mimelech Shegozar Shmad, about a king who issued a decree that everyone in the kingdom has to convert, either convert or leave. 
exactly what took place in Spain. <clears throat> and it says there <clears throat> that many of the Jews left. They left. They understood. Time to go. My, my Rebbe, Rav Rosenfeld, his father, Rabbi Yisrael Abba Rosenfeld, was very wealthy in Russia. I have a picture of him where he looks like the, the king of the king of Spain, or the, him and his wife look, mamish, a king and queen of the most powerful European country, literally. That's how he's dressed and that's how he looks. And when he saw communism come, and when he saw what they were, what they were doing, what their intention was and what they did, he left the Soviet Union just about penniless. And, and started from nothing, selling rags in, in, on the Lower East Side, you know, in, in America, and lived in major poverty for years. So in the story there it says, many Jews left. And it says there were those that decided to stay behind and try to keep their religion, you know, hidden, that kind of thing. And the story there says <coughs> that one of those Jews ended up saving the king's life. Mamashi saved his life. There were people who planned a, a rebellion against the king, and he revealed it, and the king said, okay, ask me for anything. I'll give you anything you want, period. And the person said, you, you really mean it? Anything, he said. I want to be allowed to wear my talis and tefillin in public. That's what I want. And Rabbeinus all writes there that the king was very upset he, he would have rather given him a hundred million dollars than to let him, than to let him, wait. but he gave his word, he promised, he guaranteed he had to do it, and the next day this Jew was able to wear his talus and tefillin in public. And again, the Mephoshim point out there that this, this is a Jew. These are the Jews, these were the Marad, the one who decided to stay. There are some people who favor their money. We say in Krishna to serve Hashem b'chol nafshecha u b'chol mo'edecha to be willing to serve Hashem with your whole nefesh and with all your wealth. So the Gemara says there are some people who, to them, their nefesh is more important than their wealth, and there's some people whose wealth is more important to them than their nefesh. <laughs> I was just talking yesterday, again, always current events. I was talking yesterday to a woman who lives in a certain part of California, not in Los Angeles, where there are hundreds of shuls, in, lives a two-and-a-half-hour drive away from Los Angeles where there's almost zero Yiddishkeit, no shul, just about nothing, nothing in the area. Why? Parnassa. We moved there. My husband's Parnassa is here, and they're planning. They have a plan that they're going to be leaving. They bought a house already in a different location, in a, in a place that's closer to Yiddishkeit, closer to... But we find many people, when it came to the Holocaust... There were many people who didn't leave because my parnasa, you know, that was one of the reasons, Rahmanovitslan, etc. But but again, there's a lot written about this among the Paiskim, among Tzadikim. There are there are ways to defend those who chose to stay. It seems that it's a higher level usually, those who leave everything behind and leave in order to maintain their Yiddish guide. But even those who choose to remain and try to keep their Yiddishkeit as much as possible underground, that's also, that's definitely a madrega. Thank you very much. Sure. A question in the chat regarding what we quoted earlier about Eishis Chayla Teres Bala, does that mean that the husband is Chachma and the wife is Keser? The answer is yes. Because generally the default is that the wife is Malchus. 
Malchus. She's called the Shekhinah, the Malchus. But we're told that the Malchus is a moving target. The Malchus is sometimes beneath, beneath the other Midas, and sometimes the Malchus can become side by side with the other Midas, and the Malchus can go up on top, on top of the Chachman Bina. The Keser, Vayosem Keser Malchus Beroisha. Achashverosh placed a crown of kingdom on the head of a, there's a possible, <coughs> there's, there's, a, a, there's Ani Rishoin, Ani Achroin, Umi Elikim. I am number one, and I am number ten, I am the top and the bottom, and without me there's nothing. Ani is one of the nicknames of the Malchus, and Ayin, the word Ayin, the same letters, is one of the nicknames of the Keser. Ayin means nothing, nothingness meaning it has no shape or form. It's above, it's ein soif, it's infinite. It's above any type of constriction. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. Tomorrow's Erev Shabbos Kodesh. We should be zeichet to feel Shabbos coming already today and be zeichet to all the Yeshuas and Refuas that we need. I forgot to mention, I believe in the beginning of this year, that our learning should be for a complete Refu Shalema for Avram David ben Chana HaKoyen b'Sech Shachor Yisrael. Oh, thank you very much.